Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Lund. Welcome back to the Real Triathlon Podcast. It's just myself and Jackson today, and we have a great guest, Maddie Sharp, coming on. And you'll learn all about his journey, the battles that Jackson and him have come upon, and overall, it's freaking awesome cool dude jackson what'd you what'd you think about the old interview yeah i mean it's uh matt's a pretty awesome dude you just he's the type of guy where you go you chat with him like at a race briefly in passing you're like man i'd just love to have a longer conversation with this guy because he's just great guy to talk to and obviously really experienced in the sport and um yeah man we've had some battles we went you know we've gone back and forth, but, uh, he's, he's just literally getting started in the long course in terms of like, he's only raced one year. And if there were to be like a rookie of the year on the Canadian side for long course, he for sure would, would be the guy who, who got that. So, yeah. Um, I agree. yeah, let's, I think, I think this is a good interview. The fans are going to like it. And, uh, he's also got his own, you'll see we're chatting about, he's got a newsletter that he's been putting out called the tempo, which has been super well received really kind of a little bit of a different thing that a lot of uh people aren't really doing that type of stuff and and it's kind of a amalgamation of a lot of different sources of information for triathlon results tips tricks everything like that so he'll chat about that and how that's going and where you can find that so yeah a little bit of everything today and then also currently happening we've got six of us who are going to be in henderson nevada for a bit of a a pro camp and that's kind of, I mean, it's kind of thrown together last minute, but we're all going to be here except for Jackson, Leslie and Lisa couldn't make this route. Um, but Jackson's going to go straight to Oceanside. Nicole and Tamara also are going to go straight to Oceanside. Garrick, unfortunately has to take still some time off due to uh, that Achilles injury we mentioned last episode, but we'll put up some probably videos on our YouTube channel about camp. Um, Jackson's going to have some stuff. He's hopefully going to also collaborate with us on his Oceanside prep since, you know, can't just be all about him on his channel. He's got to spread some love. He's got a dual purpose collabs. I'll just put it in the, at the end, I'll put like, you know, in the, uh, what's it called at the end of like, the credits be like RTS was also training for this race or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's hop into the episode. Um, thanks again for everyone for listening and being patrons. Um, we're just really starting to get a lot more engagement. The episodes are getting better and better. And if you have suggestions and if you want questions answered on the show, become a patron. It's as little as $3. Um, we'll put the link for that in the show notes and you can have your opinion kind of known, be put in for giveaways, all that stuff. So here we go. Episode queuing up now. All right, we have a great episode today, lining up with, obviously, a great guest, Matt Sharp, and Jackson's here as well. Uh, Before we get too into the weeds with either of these boys, let's just say how great it is to have another Canadian on. We never have a shortage of Canadians in this team or the podcast. I've been trying to get rid of them, but they just keep invading. We just love it too much. <laughs> hey, wait. I thought you were trying to be like become an honorary Canadian, and now you're saying you're trying to get rid of us. I'm not trying to get rid of you. I'm just trying to thin you out. Slowly. <laughs> okay. The ratio. We got we got two to one right now. Um, there we go. But Jackson, this was uh something 
you brought up to us and wanting to get Matt on. And I think it, it's a great opportunity to get to know a really strong athlete, a great human being. And so I'll let you kind of take the first stab at a few questions for Matt, but obviously welcome. Thank you. Sounds good. Yeah. So just to, you know, be super transparent about this, I did ask Matt about, it was less than 24 hours ago <laughs> and he was like, how about tomorrow too? And I'm like, sweet dude, let's do it. So that is the type of uh, response we like here because, you know, our organization levels can be a little bit hit or miss. So you're we're busy. We're all busy, level. you know, you gotta, you gotta carve out that time. We find a way. Yeah, exactly. So a little bit of background on Matt, what we're going to get into, but he was at the Olympic games, which is obviously extremely difficult to do and had a very, what I would consider a very successful short course career. And that's not going to be the main focus of our chat today, but Matt, would you just want to give us like a quick background on like, you know, how did you, how did you feel about your Olympic or your draft legal career in general? What was maybe like a highlight? And then why did you decide to kind of move over to long course? Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick, uh, quick background on my short course. Like I grew up doing triathlon. I started doing when I was like 12 years old. Um, so just kind of followed along like the steps and the ladder, I guess, like Jackson, you know, in Canada, got the kids of steel racing. So did all of that and then went up to junior elite and just kind of kept stepping up the the rungs, got into elite racing. Um, yeah. And then eventually was able to represent Canada at the Olympics, which was a super, you know, super huge accomplishment. It was, you know, my North star for so long. And yeah, it, it was to finally achieve that was super special, especially considering, considering, uh, you know, we easily could have not had the Olympics and I could have just totally missed out on that opportunity. Yeah, though. So that was obviously the, you know, 20, 2020 Olympics that occurred in 2021. Right. So mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of it must have been a very difficult thing for a lot of athletes who were like qualified for those Olympics. And then they got delayed and not knowing what was going on. Um, so then you just like I remember there being a time where us like we Canadians who sort of like knew you were like, is he like retired? Is he going to like race more? And I feel like maybe you didn't even know, or like, what was your play there? Because yep. it seemed like you were kind of just like playing it by ear after you finished the Olympics. I feel like I'm still playing it by ear, Jackson, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're living race to race right now. Um, Yeah. You're definitely spot on with that. Like I really had no idea after the Olympics, I, like a lot of, you know, athletes when they're focused on the Olympics, they're focused on one thing. And I didn't really think too much ahead. Um, but always, I guess, you know, the Olympics is one part of the sport, but obviously long course is a massive part of triathlon. And, and, uh, for me, it was kind of like, okay, I want to take the chance uh, to, to just experience it and, and kind of experience it however I can. And, you know, I think going to, I would say that Miami race, I did, last year which was my first long course race you know it was a ton of fun meeting up with you guys and and hanging out with all the age groupers and stuff again it reminded me of you know growing up and, and racing as a kid and, and having that a bit more of a community so it just kind of yeah went from there i just enjoyed the atmosphere and, and still enjoy just meeting everybody out there especially uh race chad who i look forward to meeting at some point He's too busy. His schedule is his book. His chin <laughs> is getting work done to it. I, 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 oh, I got to see that thing in person. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, you just also, um, speaking of Miami, you just raced there again, uh, like last weekend. Um, yeah, back Mr. at the Mr. Miami 305. Yeah, how, how, did you, how, how did you get on that? 
Yeah, it, the race itself, you know, for me, yeah, again, like uh, still race to race kind of thing. But I had an okay winter of training, nothing really amazing. But I just wanted to have an early season hit out just to get essentially get feedback on uh, what needs work. And I certainly certainly got some feedback there as everybody was blowing past me on the bike. It was, uh, it was super humbling, which the same thing happened last year. So I don't know, maybe I didn't learn my lesson. But uh, yeah, I ended up coming, I think, 10th last weekend in Miami and it was a different race less folks to kind of fill in the gaps just it was a smaller field which probably didn't help me very much I like to have people to, to queue off of and stuff but uh overall you know got their race found out I need to you know crush some bike miles so yeah that's the uh the plan going into the next races for sure but it was it was fun it was a ton of fun and I really enjoyed my time down there how, how did you feel when you were because Lionel probably would have been ahead of you when you saw him on the side yes. of the road, like kind of Dude. crashed up? You're like, it was, yes! it was wild. <laughs> well, I was kind of like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? Because um, I think he crashed in a different spot, maybe, than where I actually saw him. He was pretty far ahead of me. So he had time, I think, to get back up on the bike and uh, <laughs> try and keep going. Yeah. But he was, when I came across him, yeah, he was literally on the side of the track you know, there was a huge throng of people around him. I'm like, Oh shit. Like what happened? Um, so yeah, that was, that was a bit frustrating to, to see that, you know, you always want to see guys just go out there and have a rip. And I think he seemed like he was in pretty good form. Um, so that was unfortunate, but, uh, yeah, just the, the track's kind of interesting too, with the, the turns and the way the wind kind of hits, I think that's had something to do with his crash. So I'm not surprised in the sense that it could happen to somebody for sure. Yeah, that course is pretty gnarly. A lot of dips and do's and drags and turns. And yeah. So <laughs> any insight also, I mean, it was a little bit of a point of, you know, conversation. And we're going to have CEO of Clash, Bill Christie, on nice. in a couple of weeks to talk more about it. But what did Clash really talk about in terms of the broadcast and there not being the lot that we've just been so spoiled with? Bill yes. Christie spending all that money on a NBC broadcast with commentators and was it different not having it? And did they talk about it at all at the pro briefing and on at the race site? Yeah, we got to, I think it was an email a couple of weeks before and it basically outlined like, Hey, we're changing our focus. Uh, there's not going to be a, a live broadcast. And yeah, it's a little disappointing because obviously you want to, uh, you know, have your face up there or whatever. Um, I mean, to be fair, you know, I probably wouldn't have been up on that broadcast too, too much, but, uh, but, you know, for people, people love to tune in and watch, but yeah, there wasn't too much kind of uh, discussion around that. They were kind of hyping up what they're planning on doing now, which I think is more post-production. sounds like they've got some, maybe kind of, I, I don't want to go too far and put words in his mouth, but it's kind of like, you know, more like Netflix drive to survive yeah. kind of, I think they're doing more of that kind of stuff, which maybe he's spoken to you about. Um, so I'm, I'm stoked to see that, like what that looks like. And I, and I don't fault him for wanting to try something different. Yeah. They're, they're going to use a little bit more of NASCAR production assets to make sure they're capturing the action, but it's also, it's like what they did at Watkins Glen when we were there, they were just okay. follow us around, explore the area, told a different story. So anyways, moving on from that, cool. it was, a, it was sucked to not see it happen live, but we cer certainly were able to catch up through social media and stuff. Um, so now you're back home and good timing for me to ask this question from also somebody with the last name laundry, Ryan laundry, oh. Jackson's dad. Um, nice. He also, he signed up as a Patreon 
a patron for our podcast just like recently. And I said the last episode, the next person who signs up gets a free pair of magic five goggles. So we're going to make sure he gets those, but he also (laughs) signed up with the, you really, really love us and all that we do. And you're probably our mom or dad. He signed up under that protocol. Jackson, what took him so long? Was he kind of humming and hawing? Like, I don't know. I would say um, probably technological savvy and maybe not oh, knowing that a patron <laughs> existed for us, which might not even be his own fault because, yeah, you know, our, our as I've mentioned before, we're coming around on the organization levels, especially this year, but there's been a time where our patrons sort of, you know, got left out of existence for a little bit okay. and, and we, uh, and they stuck around. So we're going to nice. reward the hell out of those. You have, you got to, you got to reward those guys. This, they're, you know, they were out there. They're waiting, waiting on they're like, oh, they're he probably gonna, didn't know. Away a bike, so we'll see. He probably didn't know we had a podcast. <laughs> oh, he knows we have a podcast. <laughs> uh, so but. the question before we get too crazy um, yep. Matt, this is for you since I kind of mentioned to our patrons you were coming on and if you wanted to ask anything to Matt. Um, oh, also, just to say this before we move on to Matt real quick. So um, Jackson, your dad is also going to get an exclusive RTS swim cap, which is, you know, well worth it. Oh. And of course, a custom RTS hoodie that goes along with it. We'll do some shout outs, some giveaways in the meantime, but he gets that just for signing up at the highest tier. So thank you. But the question is, where is it? I lost. Here it is. <laughs> uh, you know how these things go when you switch windows and you close something. You got to patch them in to ask it live, you know? You no, I'm, just, I'm getting back to it. Bear with me. <laughs> Don't kill me. Um, it looks like he wants to know with the tempo, which we want to know about what that is. You can explain. How are you yes. able to do all of these things? all at once maintain the racing fitness the travel tempo how are you piecing all this together i certainly understand what it takes but i want to hear what you're doing because i'm sure it's a canadian version of it that's way less efficient and has a lot of political bias. yeah no definitely it, it takes a lot of a <laughs> lot of maple syrup to to make it happen um <laughs> yeah no it so it's an initiative this newsletter uh the tempo it, it, it was kind of my brother who's in media and does these things for a living. Like he's kind of been pushing, he was pushing me for me to do something like this for a while. And um, I finally bit the bullet and I was like, okay, let's, let's do it. So he does a lot, a lot of kind of the non writing stuff. I'm, I'm doing the writing. So I do all the writing, but he does pretty much everything else. So that, that kind of works in that sense um, in terms of the racing fitness and, and maintaining, well, you, you kind of saw in Miami, there was a, a bit of a lack of, uh, you know, being at the at the front end of the race. So I think for me, you know, trying to get it all done, we're still figuring it out. We're really figuring out kind of what the right balance is and, and kind of where, you know, you can get, it's like anything in life. You're trying to figure out your best return on investment for your time. And I think I'm still trying to figure that out and still learn, but uh, you know, clearly more investment needs to be made on the bike in terms of the training as we, as we learned in Miami last weekend. But yeah, you know, the tempo is something, um, it's growing. Uh, we're getting a lot of good feedback from the subscribers and the people who are reading. Um, so that's very nice. It's nice to get good, good feedback. Um, and it just, it, I enjoy it, right? Like I'm always, I mean, I, I like triathlon. I like the sport. I like the people. Um, so I'm always kind of reading this stuff and, and, and researching, you know, without formally doing it. Um, so this way, I guess it's a way to just funnel everything in and try and 
find a way to engage people a couple of days a week with some, you know, tips and stories and race recaps with a little bit of our, I guess, flavor in it. So yeah. oh, to, oh, sorry, to bring ahead. it back to like the simplest thing, but people might not know it is a newsletter. Yeah. I don't know. So that when I like saw that you were doing that, I kind of my the first thing I thought of was like, there's not actually a lot of like, there's a lot of newsletters. Like we have a newsletter, but it's all about like RTS. Like there's not a lot yeah. of newsletters that are just for like, this is what I think you'll think is interesting. So it's, a, it feels a bit of a different niche in my opinion, compared to like, you know, what everybody's doing a lot of, which is, you know, a lot of Instagram, a lot of social media. Um, so, and then you're obviously a really good writer. So it seems Thank like you. that, you know, has really worked well for you. And then like, just maybe touch on like, why did you decide to go like more of a writing? It's almost like more of an old school style thing, but it mm -hmm. seems to be working in like today's day and age. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. I started doing it, um, I guess in like November. So there was, before we launched, I was like kind of practicing in a way to like a smaller audience. And it's just been interesting to see how this thing is iterated over time. If you look at it, if you compare like, you know, say this morning's, you know, in March or whatever versus November's, you know, 2022 newsletter, very different, um, which is great. We have a lot of opportunity to kind of ship things around based on what people are finding interesting. And quite honestly, you know, the stuff that people have found interesting, it's like kind of training hacks and, and tips and, and tricks and stuff. So we're kind of leaning into that a little bit more. Um, but it's been interesting, too, because we've been doing some race recaps and, and just kind of trying to be a maybe a centralized place for race results so i think that's something that we're kind of leaning into now as well um i guess yeah i, I kind of went off on a bit of a tangent there but uh yeah no, that's a good point is. real quick um <laughs> yeah. so let's say because this doesn't really happen you and this is something i think we kind of got pointed out when we were interviewing jack kelly is there's a lot of great information out there from europe australia north america whatever but it's not congruent like no one's really talking to each other like so is would it and could it be a goal of yours to eventually reach out to some prolific race winners or some regular race winners and just could you send me a quick paragraph i'd like to include it in the tempo and then like everyone knows you can go to the tempo if you really want to hear about you know from the podium aspect of it how the race went in one spot rather than having to search around through all these damn confusing podcasts yeah, I mean, if, if that's what you want me to do, then I'll, I'll start doing that for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, we take feedback from everybody. So if you got feedback, but yeah, I think eventually, yeah, we'd love to obviously, I guess, have the, you know, have a situation where people, you know, if we reach out, they want to, to, to you know, contribute they want to you know give us a quote or something um and we're still building right now like a, I know a lot of people don't know who we are and and we're still building that but yeah that would be a great that's a great goal to have for sure um you know we do a lot of I guess aggregation so we take other people's content and kind of just you know mix it in and and obviously give them credit and stuff but uh yeah we would like to do more original content it just obviously uh there are constraints on time and, and resources, but eventually that would be uh, that would be ideal for sure. So I, um, coming back to sort of your race in Miami and how that progressed. So last year you raced in Miami. Mm -hmm. a little, I'm just going to dive into a little 
personal story between myself and Matt. So we raced in Miami. I kicked Matt's ass. Yeah, you did. Flew by him on the bike. I was like, oh, this guy sucks. I'm never going to see him again. (laughs) Not actually. But I was like, okay, this is his first long course race. And then I'm like, and then the next time we raced was like a couple months later at St. Anthony's Triathlon. Yes. And I was like, ah. I'll just blow by Matt on the bike again. It'll be great. Never. <laughs> yeah. Saw what him. the hell? He smashed crushed us. me on the swim. Crushed me on the swim. Never caught him on the bike. He won the race. One of the most competitive Olympic distance races I've ever seen. Yeah, that was, that was And crazy. I'm like, holy, what happened? So are you on that same trajectory? Because I would say you probably even raced a little better this year in Miami than you did last yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, again, like this winter wasn't amazing. Um, I think, yeah, like the Olympic distance too, you know, last year, like that was, that's my wheelhouse. Like that's where I came from. So I have a lot more experience and, and, and whatnot doing that versus like a 70.3. Cause I feel like, I don't know when we raced 70.3 or maybe like Edmonton or something. Um, yeah. You were so gone. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm on a similar trajectory, but then again, everybody else is, is leveling up as we know. So it's, it's like, that's why I can't, went to Miami because I was like, I need to figure this out. And I kind of knew I was probably lacking on the bike, um, but you, you're not going to know fully until you get in there and, and get your ass kicked, basically. <laughs> You've got to get your ass kicked. You do. Yeah. And it, hopefully it lights a fire because if it doesn't, then you got to get out. It's true. It's, I feel like everyone who's successful has had their ass kicked many a time. Um, uh, well, at least, and maybe not that it feels like the people who are like at the top have never, but even when they were starting, everyone got their butts kicked. Oh, um, yes. 100%. So just to bring that, that little rivalry full circle. Yes. So I beat Matt. Then, then he kicked my ass and then yes. comes Daytona. And, but we raced before that. You can't, did you we? can't. we did oh, Edmonton, Edmonton. I think. Okay. And Dallas. Did you do Dallas? I did, yeah. He did yeah, Dallas. So he, He's very he, proud he of that two, race. Two ahead of me there. Okay, so I got two there, but then we <laughs> go to Daytona, and it just seems like that between Olympic and seventy point three distance, like yeah. shorter than the hundred k, is like where we sort of align, because yeah. we're like literally in like a run battle. Like I got, I sick. got off the bike a bit ahead. Then Matt caught me on the run. And then yeah. on the second lap, we're running together. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And then a freaking cramp just like hammers me. And I just like chances were just gone. So I really want that that full battle, like run battle to happen. Because uh, <laughs> I feel like the run is where we cross over a bit. Like you're definitely a way better swimmer. I tend to get you on the bike. And then the run is like. Yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's a good, uh, like if we can meet on the run, then it's going to be a good, a good time for sure. Yeah, that was a little disappointing because we never we didn't get like the full full because you had cramp or whatever, which like happens. Yeah, Um, I mean, I just whatever. I think turning left that whole time like messed me up because I started like shifting my body to the right and then it went away and then I was running great again. But you were like a minute ahead and I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but also, I don't think Matt has ever lost a finishing sprint that I've seen. Like I have actually not maybe that you haven't seen, but I I, I've lost them for for sure. But. uh, yeah, it's it's generally for me. I don't know. That's like my ace in the hole, and and in Miami as well. There was a guy. He was pretty far ahead, and I kind of had to turn myself inside out to catch him. Maybe with like uh, five hundred meters to go, and I kind of just sat on him for the last bit, and then 
he even kind of going into the Miami finish, there's like a, it, it like kind of cuts you off a bit. So there's only really one lane. So he cut me off. He knew what was going on. And I still was able to get around him, but it was, it was a hard battle for sure. But yeah, the I noticed that you beat someone by like two seconds. I'm like, that was definitely a sprint finish. Not a like you <laughs> holding him <laughs> off. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I've had a lot of sprint finishes for like 20th place. I'd rather just like run. Okay. Just solid all the way through and, and not have to sprint finish. But you know, we got, we got work to do for sure. There's always that, that with a sprint finish, there's always that thing that happens in your head where like you see it coming. You're like, Oh, I don't want to have to do this damn it is there any way around this and then like you get the adrenaline and you're like hell yeah let's do yeah, this yeah because that was kind of like oceanside b last year hey that was a similar because you because yeah. you come came into the finish with like who who was there well in the very finish it was there was no one but okay. it was like a mile and a half to go right. that i kind of took over the lead but okay nice but uh last year in the in um when you won saint anthony's that was like a finish for the ages with three yeah. of you guys. That was crazy. Um, yeah, that that was that was great. I, I I say for that race, that was like the Goldilocks. I was the Goldilocks for that because Ben went out too hard, I think, on the swim of the bike, and he kind of suffered on the run, caught him. And then Matt Mack, who came up, he was had to, he had to go really hard on the run to like just be in that position. And then I was kind of like, uh, just good enough. Yeah. Well, it was pretty stellar to watch the replays i was like three minutes behind so i didn't see any of it but but, uh but anyway the the point that i'm kind of making here is like i feel like you are on a a path to like be very very good and you did win a 70.3 still last year uh yeah that was crazy that was i mean it wasn't the you know like the most competitive race in the world but it was it was i had the opportunity to do well and i took it so that was 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 that the one you had to ride off road Ah, uh, which one was that? Oh, there, I remember seeing one bit of race coverage. I think it was you and Metzler or someone Wake, like Waco? all the might yeah, Waco. All of a sudden, the it like pans to the side of the like. There's two athletes just who overshot a quarter or riding like straight. Oh up in yeah, a that field. was Waco. I hit the deck. <laughs> I hit the deck. Oh, there. You think oh, I know how to handle my bike? Um, that was a wet day. That was a crazy day. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, went down there. But yeah, no Boulder race was. Yeah, it was. It was it was a nice race too. Cause I just moved here and um, yeah, just my mom was here, you know, my wife was there to watch those. It, it was really, and my coach was here as well. So it was, it was super cool. That wasn't that I think Boulder last year was broadcasted. Wasn't it the half? And that still had some good competition. It was. It? Yeah. Yeah. We watched, it was good. It was, so that was the day that was like freakishly hot, right? Like everyone was yeah, suffering. Yeah, it was, it was spicy and the start got delayed too. So we were supposed to start at like seven, got delayed to like 745 because the traffic or something was bad um, oh, yeah, no one so yeah, they put us out and the run i don't know if you guys have you got have you guys in boulder i've seen the run course plenty of times i've never run it yeah it's uh it, it, there's no shame it's just you're exposed that you're out in the yeah open area yeah it's it's an oven for sure i just still yeah, remember one... seeing a lot of sam long no he, he wasn't a lot. he wasn't there he wasn't there. I thought that was he like was two it. years ago. Maybe Nick, you're getting one. senile in your old age. <laughs> Damn it. It's already happening. But oh, so, geez. so with, you know, I guess the, the progression through last year and then you're kind of starting in a similar place this year. Like, do you have, you know, you said you're kind of trying to decide where to put your time and stuff. Like, are you fired up to like try to go to worlds and like really go after it? Or like, are you still sort of on that? 
see how things go and find motivation where you find it kind of uh, train. Yeah, no, I mean, I've got, I've got a spot for worlds and I will most likely be in Europe uh, then with, with my wife, Kirsten, um, cause she'll be getting ready for her Olympic test event and stuff. But uh, yeah, that, that's like the overarching goals for sure. 7.3 worlds. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, kind of started doing long course last year. So I feel like I'm still learning what I need to do to put myself in the best position on race day. And, and there's still a lot of learning to be done. Uh, well, that way. So if you can give me tips, I'll take all your tips for sure. <laughs> no tips are, we will provide zero tips, but our listeners will also love to hear, um, what was like, what was a big milestone in terms of you being able to turn the corner from bike to run? Um, obviously your swim's always been great. Like when, what made those few those three great races we've, we've spoken of, what made those happen in terms of training fueling preparation is there anything that sticks out that our, our listeners could be like whoa that's amazing yeah yeah i've got all the all the hacks um i think you you mentioned fueling like for me i'm kind of a bigger guy and and i always feel like i need to take in like the more calories i can take in the better and and you're so taller I don't... you're not bigger Wow. It, it ends up Both. being bigger. It's bigger surface area, something like yeah. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I think one of the biggest things in those longer races, 70.3 is just like, like <laughs> when you're racing and this is what I found, it's like my whole perception of the race is dependent on if I'm well fueled, like I could be having a really great race or it seemed like it is a great race, but if I'm kind of bonking or haven't taken enough gels or whatever, it'll seem worse. Um, so I think psychologically just fueling well is going to keep you in a better headspace, like in case something happens too, like during the race. Um, so that's, that's one of the biggest things, just fueling and Did trying you specifically to specifically like boost anything over like more liquids, more solids, less of the both. What, what did you maybe do specifically or did you preload more going into the race? No, nah, I, I, I mean, I, I taken a lot of calories and carbs and stuff before the race. Um, I'll probably take like two gels at least, you know, 20 minutes before the race. Um, but just during the race, like I've got, you know, like this SIS beta fuel where it's got like loads and loads of calories. Um, in you know liquid form i've taken like man it's crazy like seven seven eight gels as well um <laughs> i want to say like dude it's it's crazy but that's for me like if i seem to be able to manage that with my my body and, and that just yeah knowing that i'm not gonna bonk is like that's my fear is just bonking in the race um that's yeah it, that's that's one of the biggest things and then honestly just like i said before with doing this miami race i didn't know where my training was at so i had to go race do something to see where it's at and so now you know i have that feedback and i can go be like okay i need to just do everything more on the bike it doesn't matter i don't think it really matters as much like exactly what i'm doing versus just making sure i'm doing more miles uh more intervals yeah <laughs> like just getting that feedback from racing and is great if you have you know a bigger race on the horizon and what's the rest of your schedule like in the next six months based on what you've can plan for yeah basically yeah it's, it's a little touch and go but i want to do like saint anthony's try and do that saint george race other 70.3s i think there's like 
Oregon. Uh, I'd love to do Montremblant. Maybe Jackson will be there. We can have a have a little battle there. That would be I'm great. I'm gonna be there too, probably. Oh, and I'm gonna sick. be in St. Okay. George. So there we go. It's on. It's on. Um, I'll see you in St. George and Montremblant. Nice. And seventy point three worlds. And yes. Hopefully, U.S. Open if if we're able to get in. Yeah, yeah. I think you have a a significantly better chance of, of me getting in, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully, everybody's there. Um, but yeah, then then worlds, and then after that, we'll see. I mean, everybody's kind of like, oh, when are you gonna do an Ironman? And you know, maybe I'll do one this fall. I don't know. I don't want to like just say like I'm not gonna do something because I don't feel like it right now. Like who knows? Maybe maybe this Push fall I'll do, I'll do an Ironman. We'll wait see. as long as possible yeah is that that's the advice that's the... <laughs> no no you've got it right you just you do it when you feel excited and ready to do it properly yeah and, I, but... I need i need to do an iron man because that's part of the sport as well like that's a huge like i need to like i want to be able to like, talk to people like oh man you know doing that long bike like i don't know what that's yeah. like so i need to yeah i want to, I want to be able to relate to real yeah. triathletes. I'm not a real triathlete yet. Oh, come on. It doesn't matter if you only <laughs> have a 15-minute triathlon or a 16-hour triathlon. True. You're that's a right, triathlete. That's, that's the right attitude. But I'm, I'm sure you'll do well once you do jump up to it. But I'm stoked to, like, race with you more this year. And, uh, you know, I was kind of hoping you say you'd go to Oceanside. and But St. George and Montremblant is good. And if yeah. you need any – you need any you said you want some tips i would say don't just don't even ride your bike like ever um you know you want to be fresh for that race yeah though, no so. ah see ignorance just, is like, bliss like, i need this i need that <laughs> yeah no riding okay i like that also but I, i'm gonna have to do it st george <laughs> is better on a road bike Okay, because I've heard that, but I wasn't sure. Um, <laughs> I think mountain bike yeah. actually is probably. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, I've got like this fat bike because um, there's you a go. bit of gravel there, right? Yeah, yeah, you could you could take a shortcut if you have a yeah. fat bike, but only if you okay, have a good. fat bike. And like really low PSI because, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I've heard. I just I'm glad you guys are uh, stepping up and really giving me the good the good yeah, tips. Yeah, for, sure, for sure. But <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness, though, I have been doing these you know, Zwift rides with a bunch of buddies and just inviting yes. more, and more people. And I've invited Matt and he's going to be joining at some point. And I will he, for sure. Everybody's feedback is like, man, I'm able to push myself so much more with you guys, just like trying to keep up or trying to whatever. Like it's been super fun. And, uh, we, you know, we, we, we get the work done. So yeah, no doubt. No it doubt. might be, it might be my, I might sh be shooting myself in the foot here trying to get you involved, but <laughs> I got to show up though. I got to show up. That's Dude, it's true. On you my, haven't shown it's, up yet. Those, I think the days that you said are, it's on like the, the big newsletter writing days. So I'm going to have to carve out uh, some wow. time to just get my, my butt handed to me on the bike. I think I'm go. looking forward to being allowed to ride one of these days. That'd be fun. Yeah, your coach is like, no, not yet. Not allowed yet. Just like we're, I can't. I'm not allowed to work that hard yet. Uh, okay, you're oh, you're being very methodical. Only glimpses of it. I mean, for the last, yeah, just for the last probably ten years, I've been like, uh, oh fuck, there's a cool ride going on. Let's just do. Well, what's going on there? I'll do that. Like I've just done way too much random shit. Not that it's random and yeah. not beneficial, but I've always kind of trained too hard too often to where i'm always like 80 percent fit so i never can get 100 percent fit so now we're like well let's just make sure it's going okay with the plan so 
friggin' nice. missing out. I'm having massive FOMO and it sucks. So maybe yeah, I'll be just allowed wait to ride. You, you get out there though. Just wait till your next next go, and then you'll be you'll be thankful. Well, that's what I keep hearing is like, well, you, just wait. You're gonna be killing it. I'm like, well, I'm not right now. I feel like <laughs> why did you uh why did you why did you decide to stop doing random stuff? Are we uh, doing a different training path then? Yeah, I've just spent my career more focused on let's have fun and let's really work hard no matter what. And yeah. I think my work ethic has also been a little bit of my downfall because I work too much. I overload myself with a lot of tasks and now I'm really trying to simplify it. And like, I've, I'd be like, well, which world champions visiting? I'm going to go train with them or whatever, you know, learning yeah. from the best at all times. But now I have to do what really I've been sucking at. And that's a lot of, you know, good consistency in recovery so that's where that's why mm -hmm. i haven't been working so hard nice fuck it's the, mo it's the most you, patience testing racing? he's ever uh he's ever had to do i can tell he's like his patience is you know being tested but yeah, yeah i think yeah. it's good for him i'm racing peru if as long as that goes nice. ahead <laughs> so okay speaking of coaching and stuff who is your coach matt like are you self-coach do you have a long-time coach how's that going yeah no i've been i've been working with uh coach lance watson uh, another another canadian um yeah just the last few years now and it's a a bit of a different relationship as time has gone on i think i have a bit more say in kind of what i'm doing or, or just a bit more i have the opportunity to say you know what i think i need and, and he's super receptive um so yeah we got a good good relationship and i enjoy working with him and yeah it's been it's been fun he's got a a, a huge wealth of knowledge so i i've i think that's accelerated my ability to be able to be racing well enough in these these events for sure in a great so he's he, he's coached mm -hmm. um brent mcmahon forever right and so forever. you've you you have trained with brent in the past and like has he been kind of a buddy and a mentor and whatnot with for you as throughout your career a bit yeah definitely um yeah brent when i was kind of during that covid time we were at home and, and brent and i were doing a lot of training together and i just you know i've always trained a bit with him uh, at times but yeah it was fun to really get to hit the hard yards with him and and just see what he does and he's a super hard worker and yeah it, it, we had a ton of fun during that time for sure i can't yeah i can't think of a better training buddy to be honest with you especially during those trying yeah. times where you need like a rock to be like this is just triathlon yes. man fuck it well let's just go have some fun yeah no he he's great and and uh yeah i think he's building for for nice this year because i think it might be his last uh go at a world championship so i'm excited yeah. for him to to have that yeah that could be I'm a great course for him that guy can handle a bike he's experienced yes. he you know he's just ageless that guy so i wouldn't you know i wouldn't be surprised if he's able to put together a really good day there yeah i i agree i totally agree he's he's yeah he's an incredible bike handler it's like um yeah it, it's really impressive to watch him well, Matt, we're coming up on our time. I know we, you've got other things to do, but um, is there anything else you want to that we missed, or anything you want our listeners to do to follow you and catch up on where they can get more info on you as the season? Yeah, progresses? if you're, uh, I guess, I guess I got, I want to plug the tempo. If you're interested in in what we're doing at the tempo, yeah, getting a lot of feedback from folks of all stripes, pros are enjoying it, and then you know, folks who are doing triathlon for the first time, so. Yeah, just go to thetempo.news.com and you'll be able to subscribe there. Send send us your email and uh, every Tuesday, Friday. Um, if you want to follow my kind of journey, it's I'm at MD Sharp One. Uh, that's S H R P E and then number one at G or at uh, on Instagram. So yeah, 
MD, like okay. medical doctor. I like it. Medical doctor, which I am certainly not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, certainly not. <laughs> Sweet, man. No. Well, it's been awesome chatting with you. Thanks for coming on on short notice. And you know what? We're going to have to follow up once you've, like, you know, winning these Olympic distances and, you know, maybe a half. We'll wait till you win Worlds or something, and then we'll, yeah, we'll sure. have you back on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or after we have another uh, epic battle, we'll have to. Yes. Oh, that'd be awesome. Good times. <laughs> Jackson has a rule that nobody can come on who's won more than him. So nice, just, just nice. keep under Good that threshold. You're making me seem like a total dick here. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Not well, true. Th thanks, Matt. We appreciate your time and yeah. we'll make sure um, if you want to find anything else out, we'll plug all of the links in the show notes for you, Matt. Awesome. Perfect. Thank uh, you. All right. Wait, we got, you got to do the piece. You're Canadian. You got to do the, the ending. Oh, yeah. So ready? Peace. Does he know it? Peace. Ooh. Out. Out. Oh, peace peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Oh, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I got ish to do. Flying through the sky in my parachute. Dancing on the couch like I'm Tommy Cruise. On a one-man mission trying to see it through.